This is episode 372, How to Love Yourself Without Ever Being Taught What Love Really Is, with Jada. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Such an important topic today and one that we've touched on before, but I love how this caller just really zoned in on this question of, I grew up in a childhood with, with lots of trauma, without a lot of love. I was never shown love. How do I learn to love myself? And that's such a great question because if you grew up in a house where only one language was spoken, would you expect to speak another language just naturally? It would just all of a sudden just appear in your brain and you'd be fluent in it? No. So if we didn't have modeling and we never experienced what love is, it's hard to access love. It's hard to know what true healthy love is with other people. And it's very hard to access self-love as well. And so that's what we talk about in this episode. So as you're listening to this episode, consider, do you want to love yourself? And conceptually, it sounds great, but you're not sure how. Did you have a childhood that was full of trauma, chaos, and just not the healthiest love role modeled for you? And you really want to know, how do I love myself? Do you ever question if you'll ever get over your past? It just continues to haunt you. And finally, could it be possible that you actually are doing things that are very loving and you don't even know it? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Jada. And I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, Organifi. You can get 20% off all your Organifi products at Organifi.com slash over it using promo code over it. I love their Organifi green juice. It's an incredible superfood blend rich in micronutrients. Moringa, known as nature's most powerful multivitamin, is rich in vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and aminos. And Moringa is in the green juice. It contains a nine times the protein of yogurt, 10 times the vitamin A's carrots, 15 times the potassium of bananas, 17 times the calcium of milk, 12 times the vitamin C of oranges, 25 times the iron of spinach. So the body needs both macro and micronutrients for optimal health. We all understand the importance of macronutrients, protein, fat, carbohydrates, and these make up the majority of our diet, but often the micronutrients are neglected. The micronutrients, which include the vitamins and minerals that are in Organifi Green, and a lot of their other things like their red juice work behind the scenes to help keep our bodies healthy. So if you want a healthy and easy way to get your greens in, to get your micronutrients in, go to Organifi.com slash over it and get 20% off your order today. Jaya, welcome to the show. What's your question? Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. My question is... How do you have true and genuine self-love while having such an unbeautiful childhood or traumatic childhood? A lot Mm -hmm. of times I think about my childhood and I hear myself talking about it and telling other people about my story. It kind of gives me this feeling of anxiety and like this nasty feeling inside, like, wow, I really did go through all of that. You know, I was abused in that way. I was not loved in that way. So it's hard to feel good about myself mm. when that's all that I've gone through. Mm. Um, so 
is how do I find beauty in that? How do I find strength in that? How do I find genuine self-love in that? Well, first of all, I'm sorry that you went through all of that. And my first question is, how would you feel about a child who was abused? Like if you encountered a little girl who's 10 years old and she had a very traumatic Mm -hmm. childhood and was being abused, how would you feel towards her? I would meet her with love for sure. I would meet her with love. Yeah. I'd feel like othering towards her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you feel that way towards you? I feel that love towards myself. I just, I don't know how to, I I just feel um, less than or unworthy Mm -hmm. of unconditional love, unworthy to be treated correctly, treated with respect, treated nicely. And I never experienced that. So I kind of feel worthy. Like I love myself, but I also don't have that deep feeling of, you know, I deserve this. I was, I was given this my whole life. This is how my father and my mom treated me Mm -hmm. and they've always told me that Mm -hmm. I deserve. I don't have that deep rooted. I feel like I deserve that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very normal given what you've been through. Very, very normal. So your question is a beautiful one and there are several questions you asked and I want to take them just step by step, piece by piece. So one of the things he said is how do I find beauty in it? Well, there really isn't beauty in trauma. It was shit what happened. It was. The beautiful thing is that you're still here. The beautiful thing is that you're going to break the generational pattern. The beautiful thing is you're willing to grow. And I think it's important to just acknowledge and be really real about the fact that your childhood sucked and you didn't hit the jackpot when it came to parents. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the truth of it. And that really isn't beautiful. It isn't. But that doesn't mean you're not beautiful and it doesn't mean you are not lovable. So one of the dangers that I see a lot of people fall into is when something bad happens, they go, well, this experience has made me stronger. It's made me more resilient. Mm, What that often translates to is this experience has made me put walls around myself to protect my heart. And so I never really let love in because I'm scared to death of getting hurt again. Mm -hmm. So I want to take off any pressure you're putting on yourself to find beauty in it. You can find the beauty within, but the experiences you went through were were awful. And we can just be real about that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I feel like I agree with that. I just think that it just, I can't, it's just inevitable. Every time I think about things that happened in my child, I just get like a nasty feeling inside. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to figure out like, how do I turn that nasty feeling into like, some, some, a different feeling, like, and mm-hmm. instead of thinking, instead of getting that nasty feeling, I just want to kind of like meet that thought or that experience or that memory with love or sympathy or something else. But every mm-hmm. time I think about, every time I talk about it, I just get like anxiety mm-hmm. or my heart starts racing or I get sweaty mm-hmm. and I'm just like, ugh, yeah, that did happen to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course you do that because when you think about it, you're taking yourself back into the trauma. Mm-hmm. It's like, for example, if you you know, had a neighbor whose dog bit you one day. Mm -hmm. Do you think every time you walked by the neighbor's fence, you'd feel totally calm when you heard the dog barking? No, 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 not at all. Of course not. 
for thought. You'd feel anxious, you'd feel scared, you'd feel concerned, all that stuff. So it's this is normal that you have what you call that nasty feeling. And that tends to happen until we deal with a lot of the emotions that are around our traumas. So for many of us that had difficult childhoods, there's a lot of anger and grief that we never got to feel. So part of what may be helpful for you is to really let yourself get at your anger and your rage for -hmm. what happened. How much, just so I know, how much healing work have you done around this in terms of any somatic work or therapy or getting at your anger or grief? I've done a lot of work myself when it comes to like researching or even finding your page and finding people that you're connected to. And I've done a lot of research. I will say that I've done some therapy, but I haven't done any um, somatic work or um, I think it was like DM. It was one form of therapy that's good for trauma. Um, But I've done like a lot of my self-work through research and kind of self-taught in a way. Okay. Okay. So that's beautiful. That's an amazing step. And that got you and I on the call today. And that's often the first step we need. We need the research. We need the awareness to get the understanding. And Mm -hmm. the next step is actually giving ourselves permission to feel the feelings we didn't get to feel as a child. You've probably Mm -hmm. heard me say this if you've I've been listening to the show, but I just want to say it again because it's so important to emphasize when we're healing trauma, it's not about going back and reliving the experience. It's not mm-hmm. about going back and I don't even know, need to know what happened, but let's just say you were hit a lot as a kid. It's not about going back and imagining being hit again and like feeling feelings about that. It's more okay. about like the nasty feeling comes up or you just have this ache and you just want to scream. You just want to say, why did you do this to me? This is awful. I hate this. You're supposed to be my parents. Like it's giving yourself the voice you didn't have and letting a lot of that, that Mm -hmm. anger and the tears, um, especially the anger I feel for you because often anxiety is, it happens because we're working so hard to try and repress anger. Mm. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. So when you feel into it, Jada, can you feel how you might be a little angry or a lot angry? Mm-hmm. Very much so. What are you angry about? Oof. <laughs> I definitely just felt something in my stomach. Um, I just, I don't know. It's, I just feel disad, I, I just feel disadvantaged with the parents that I got. I, I want that love in a world like this. I want that support system in a world like this. And the fact that I will never get that from them and they weren't capable of that from the get go. It just angers me. Why would you have, you know, so many kids and no love to give, no support system to give. And it, it leaves us with little mm-hmm. and it just like scraping for anything from anybody. And it's just so hard to work through. I, I, love the journey. I accept the journey, but it's just, sometimes it gets really hard to have all of that and have to work through all that and not have anybody to just, just release to, or find relief in anybody. A lot of people can go to their parents and find relief in their arms. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just hard always having to be in the driver's seat 24 seven, my whole entire life. Yep. Yep. It was hard not to have a parent. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? (sighs) 
I think just not getting the love that I feel like I deserve. And I am tired of forcing myself to look for that somewhere in somebody else. But I, I just feel like my inner child craves a love that is unconditional. Yep. She does. And she deserves that. And the person she's going to get that from is you. And I know you're asking me, but how? And I will tell you, I've had some of the most beautiful, I'd call spiritual or moments of unconditional love experiences after I've hit a pillow and screamed and yelled and gotten all my anger out. Mm -hmm. Because underneath the anger and underneath the hurt is love. Mm. Is love. And so I, I love that you've done the research. I love that you're talking to me. And now it might be the time in your life where it is working with a practitioner or someone that can help you get at this emotion. Because think about it. One of the things that we crave as children from our parents is a space to express our emotions. Uh-huh. Like, wouldn't it have been nice for you as a child to be able to have a tantrum or be able to have a cry and to have a parent go, oh, sweetheart, it's okay. I can see you're having big feelings and I'm here. Just let it out. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that have been nice? It's been beautiful. <laughs> yeah. But what did you get instead when you had feelings? Any feelings at all? The, op- the opposite. Yeah. What was said to you? What was done? Um, if, I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah. Stop crying. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> so is your pup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's unconditional love right there. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you asked me a question in the beginning of like, how do I move to self-love, unconditional love? And I wish that I could give you something that would be like a quicker fix or an overnight experience. But often when we have had a lot of trauma and a rough childhood There is some emotional processing and some healing of the trauma before we get to that place. But the willingness to do that, Jada, is an act of Mm self-love. So like you scheduling this call with me, that's you loving yourself. Mm. That feels really good. Yeah. So I want you to, to think about one of the takeaways I want you to get from this call is love is a verb. And I may not know how to feel self-love because I didn't have that modeled for me. You know, I didn't feel unconditionally loved, but I know what loving actions are. Mm -hmm. You know, me scheduling this with Christine, that's a loving action. Me letting myself have a cry, that's a loving action. Me researching a practitioner, a somatic therapist, a trauma specialist to work with, that's a loving action. Mm -hmm. So until I can start to feel self-love, I'm going to take actions that show me that I love myself. Right. Right. And that's what I've been doing um, recently. And I'm waiting to actually feel it. I don't want to feel like a robot. I, I want to feel it like deeply and genuinely. So how would you know if you felt it? What do you think it feels like? Just like complete groundedness. And yeah, just you can feel grounded in yourself and self-confidence. I think self-love shows up in so many different ways in our life. And I feel like I'm noticing that how my self, my, how my lack of self-love is showing up in my everyday life. And I feel like it'll feel like a, a, a many different things. 
um, confidence, groundedness, um, not so much anxiety, not so much overthinking. I think it'll help in a lot of ways. It'll make me feel a lot of things. Yeah. 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 And can you give yourself some credit for how far you've come? I'm trying, but... (laughs) But... to get there and I'm just tired of my childhood holding me back if that makes sense like I feel I feel very disadvantaged with my childhood I feel like yeah. I have like up to where a lot of other people are like I'm tired of overthinking yeah always thinking negatively worst case scenario I feel like I'm just like trying to scramble so like my life is not disadvantaged yeah. by my child does that make yes it makes perfect sense and you're right when we have, when we don't have loving, stable parenting, healthy parenting, we are at a disadvantage. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It's true. It's true. And that's one of the things that you get to be angry about and get not forever, but it's important to get that angry anger out. And eventually you won't be angry at it and you'll, you'll accept it and you'll be like, okay. And it won't be spiritual bypass. You'll actually accept it. And you will see that here's what I've seen with people that have had a very traumatic childhood. People that have had a very traumatic childhood and actually do the work to heal it. Sometimes they have to work harder. Sometimes they feel like everybody starts on the 50 yard line and they start on the 10. Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, once they actually heal that trauma, they find a force and a love and a momentum that's unstoppable. Mm. And so, although you may feel behind now, I know in my heart that if you continue on this path of love and growth and healing and being really gentle with yourself and finding people that can support you and guide you along the way, mm-hmm. you will propel forward. You will. Yeah. Because there's a depth of life experience that you have and an appreciation for things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, contrast is incredibly compelling and propelling. Now, it is possible that people get stuck in their trauma and they stay at that 10 yard line. It is, and they, and mostly use it as an excuse. And what I love and what I acknowledge about you, Jada, is you're not using it as an excuse. You're being like, this is real and I'm annoyed and I'm pissed and I'm mad as hell. But you're not like, oh, poor me. I can't do anything. It's not a bad childhood. (laughs) So I stand with you in your anger and I acknowledge the fact that you've been victimized. And I also really acknowledge the fact that you're not going into victim. You're annoyed, you're pissed, you wish it would be different, but you're not going into victim. You're going into what can I do? Because Mm. I don't want this, I don't want my childhood to dictate the rest of my life. Right. Yeah, that's been my motto since I was like 18 years old. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And how old are you now? 21. Okay. So you got three years <laughs> against 18 years of another way of living. And yeah. for a 21 year old, I just want to acknowledge how emotionally mature you are and how committed you Thank are. You. I mean, imagine your life at 25, at 30, at 35. It's never too late to have a good childhood. It's just about giving yourself the childhood you never had. And Quite frankly, this is something that you're going to need some support with. You know, that's why I keep going to finding a practitioner, finding someone that you can work with. I don't think it'll just be one person. I think along your journey, you'll find different people. 
Um, uh-huh. Maybe now it's just finding a therapist you really resonate with and really knowledge just because part of why therapy is so healing or working with a really, really seasoned coach um, or a practitioner of some kind is because it, it heals. One thing that was missing in your childhood was a loving space to express your feelings and be heard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And therapy isn't just about, oh, what's the problem and what are my issues and all that. It's more about, I have a loving space to be heard. And that in uh-huh. itself is so healing. So that would be my recommendation in terms of a step because, you know, you felt so alone as a child and you had to do everything on your own. Please don't put it on yourself that you have to do your healing on your own. Please be diligent about finding the people and the resources to support you and help you. Thank you for that. Because I definitely, I bring that with me now where I isolate myself and tell myself that I have to do it myself. You can't. You can't. And I don't just mean you, Jada. Like I'm not, I would say this to anybody. And Mm -hmm. this is where trust my 20 plus years of experience um, trauma isn't healed alone. Wow. We need each other. So let that be your next intention of, all right, I'm really calling in the right people to support me and I receive help. I'm not doing this on my own. I had to be alone as a kid. And if I continue to try to heal everything alone, you're just re-traumatizing yourself, sweetheart. Uh. You're just (laughs) living in the same pattern. Can you see that? Mm. Yeah. What you're saying. So what ideas do you have or who do you think you could reach out to to start? And, And listen, when I was, well, I was about 22 or 23 when I met Mona. So I have had many coaches and practitioners and people over the years and different, different people have come in at different times for different things that I needed. So whoever you start with may not be the person that takes you the whole way, but at least someone to start with. Like, what are some ideas you have about support you could get? Um, I'm trying to think because I've, with this research, I've found a lot, not a lot. I found some really cool people, therapists, life coaches, somatic healers that I've really resonated with. I think that the financial thing is where, what is what's stopping me. Um, like I said, I'm 21 right. and not have that support system. And I grew up in foster care. Mm-hmm. So for me to be, able, I don't know where I would get that kind of money. It's not the type of life that I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, that'd be beautiful if I had spare money that I could give, give that kind of money. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only thing that's stopping me. I've definitely looked into a lot of stuff, but I'm kind of just waiting until I'm able to afford it. Okay. Okay. So, um, I would, I would encourage you to research. Do you have insurance of any kind? I do have insurance, but it's through the state and the kind of, um, therapy and I'm in therapy now, but not the kind of therapy that I need for this kind of trauma. It's, it's not skilled. They kind of just do like more so surface stuff or like by the book. I see. Um, 
which sucks. So I do have um, insurance now, but it just doesn't really cover the kind of therapy I need. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, here's what I would do because you're great at researching and you somehow manifested uh-huh. this call with me. <laughs> I would research um, scholarships. I would research nonprofits. I bet you that there is a way. There might, there are a lot of therapists that do a certain amount of pro bono or sliding scale work. I would start uh-huh. researching and be committed to this and don't just um, quit at, I need more money or I can't afford it because you're an uh-huh. excellent researcher. And I bet that you could find a practitioner who knows, maybe there's even someone listening now who is that who'd be willing to work with you at a discounted or free rate. We don't know. Mm -hmm. We're going to really open it up, but I'm going to implore on you research. Don't quit on yourself. That's an act of love. Yes. An act of self-love. And I definitely have like chilled out on looking and kind of just used the money thing as an excuse. And I appreciate you for kind of igniting that fire in me to like start again and start looking and really not to give up on myself. So I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you and all the work you do. And I'm going to put my thinking cap on too. I have your contact information. And if anything comes my way, I'm going to let you know. I wish we had talked a couple of weeks ago because I would have gifted you my retreat. Oh, <laughs> but now we know for next year. Now we know for next year. Yeah, one day, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person I'm ready to do the work. Give me the way and I will do it. I want nothing more than to mm. come out on the other side. And, I, hear and I hear that. Be, just be the best version of myself. I love, that's what I, that's what I want to do. So yeah. I hear you. The universe hears you. The audience hears you. And so it is. It's going to come your way. Trust. Thank you. Mm, my pleasure. So thank you so much to Jada for taking an act of self-love and booking this call with me. I am so proud of you. And I think all of us that are older than 21, especially significantly older than 21, which I raise my hand to that, we can hear her and go, oh, sweet girl. And yes, she is a grown woman as well, but we all have that sweet girl inside of us. Well, those of us that are girls anyway, we can say, oh, you've got time. You've got time. And I love that she's asking these questions now. I'm sure there are some of you in your 40s, 50s, and 60s that go, man, I wish I would have asked these questions when I was 21 years old. Now, I'm not saying that, Jada, if you're listening or anyone who is in their 20s, to patronize you at all and say, oh, silly kid. It's your twenties. Life will just work itself out. I'm not saying that at all. I am saying, oh, smart young woman. You are asking really phenomenal questions at a very early age and you're setting yourself up for a much better life. So kudos to Jada and anyone on the younger end who's listening to this podcast because you are way ahead of the curve. So bravo. Very, very proud of you. And for those of you who aren't 21, it's never too late. It's never too late to have a good childhood. It's never too late to do the work, the healing, the commitment to have the life that you really truly want. And when we look at self-love, a lot of times we have to take actions, actions that really signify self-care, actions that make us feel like we're really being good to ourselves. 
that's often the first step in quote unquote, learning how to love ourselves. Because yes, love is a feeling. However, often we access that feeling through actions. You know, I know when my husband does something really, really kind for me, I feel more loved. And so it's not just this the feeling that's independent of action. So if you are having any trouble accessing self-love, then think about, okay, what are the things I can do to take care of myself? And no matter what your trauma was, what your childhood was, you can heal. You can get to the other side of it. It doesn't have to haunt you forever. I've seen it in my own life and I've seen it with thousands of people. So Jada, you are on the right track. Keep going. And if there is anyone out there who's listening, who is a somatic therapist, who is a practitioner that really thinks you may be able to serve Jada and you do pro bono or sliding scale work, please reach out to assist at christinehauser.com. Make sure that you mention Jada and the podcast in your email, and we will make sure to put you in touch with her. I'm putting out my feelers as well. All right, everybody, that is the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Sending you so much love and many blessings and aloha from Hawaii. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.